1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM,
0: The Fans. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 12:50 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern again, flying solo this week. Hoping Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church can get in studio with me uh, soon. I'm hoping after the first of the year. We're joined today, and and let me give you a little background. So, a number of weeks ago, we had Pastor Derwin Gray on, and I replayed his show on Christmas Day, and. I happened to be in the car, and I'd heard it the first time. And in fact, I you know I interviewed him, so you'd think I'd remember all of it. Heard it uh, when he was on, and then Christmas Day I was driving to get a cup of coffee and listen to Pastor Gray as he talked about what he called a naked preacher. And I just kind of laughed, and I was like, man, I need to find Steve Grant. That's what I need to do. So I'd sent Pastor Duran Gray just to, hey, Merry Christmas. You know, We're re- replaying your show right now. It was a great show, and I'm wondering uh, if you think that Steve Grant would uh, have any interest in in being a a guest here on Faith in the Zone. He said, yeah, you need to call him. He would be great. So I just appreciate his willingness to to pass along Steve Grant's phone number, our special guest for the entire hour today, former NFL linebacker with the Indianapolis Colts, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played college football for the Mountaineers at West Virginia, and he is joining us now. He is Steve Grant. Steve, uh, happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and, and I hope all is well for you.
2: Oh, man, I appreciate the time and the energy. And listen, you don't know the number of emails and phone calls that I've gotten because of D. Gray sharing that story about the naked preacher. <laughs> now, eventually, somewhere in this conversation, I have to put it in the proper context. Hey, um, uh, But but. But real quickly, you, you, you mentioned that I graduated from that institution of higher learning, West Virginia University. But what most people um, don't know is that I graduated with a 4.0 GPA.
0: Did you really? No, I did not yes. know that.
2: Yes. Wow. My, uh, my freshman year, I averaged a 1.0 my sophomore year 1.0, my junior year 1.0, my senior year a 1.0, a perfect 4.0 GPA. So you
0: you and I are like twins. I thought we were a lot alike. I did. And you know what? Now you're telling me exactly like that. But hey, look, there you know what, And all key inside, you know, Athletic Director's Academic Honor Roll 91 and 92, All Big East Conference 91-92, second team all-American. 92 West Virginia University MVP, 91 and 92 Blue Gray. You know, look, like I can go on and on. Colts hard nosed player of the year. Uh, look, you're, you're I, and you know what? That's funny. I'm gonna use that line. By the way, I graduated a <laughs> 4.0, and I'm gonna use it. And I'll byline you the first time, but maybe not the second time. Hey, I I, I got a quote from you, and and as we're talking uh, with Steve Grant he is now working for sports world um sportsworld.org is where i'm going to ask you to go and we're going to talk about this this company this mission statement on what they do and how they do it and we're going to do that a lot throughout the show in fact uh, the, the, their slogan and and what they live by is you you're not born a winner you're not born a loser you're born a chooser and and i got to tell you um i was on that website a lot today and i'm really impressed with some of the stuff they're doing but with Steve Grant's personal story, and, and and I'm sure that in the second segment we talk to him about his testimony, he'll he'll uh, talk a little bit about this. But during some research, I I got this quote from him, and he said, "I stumbled through life wondering who I was, tried to find answers in power, pos, uh, position, wealth, pos, possessions, and women, only to realize the more I sought these things, the emptier I felt. When I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, my life was no longer meaningless." I understood that God had a purpose for my life, and that I was significant. And and I have to tell you, Steve, we've had a number of of professional, former professional athletes, that that said things like that. Pastor Daryl Strawberry came on and said, "Look, all I ever wanted to do is be one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and I wanted to have all the money and the girls and a pretty wife and cars and and the money I needed to to, to do some drugs and just have fun." And I had all of that, and I've never been more depressed in my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I think uh, uh, I think when you get to the roots of the depth of most people's testimony, um, I think that's the place uh, where most people convey. Uh, because the same thing with uh, strawberry and many others, I. Up that if I had the fame, uh, the prestige, uh, if if I had the houses, if I had the cars, and and, and all the accolades, it would bring or add something to my life. Now, there was a benefit to all that, but at the end of that benefit, I thought there was supposed to be more. And so the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And when I accepted Christ, there was a peace. That, that I can't truly explain, but put the material possessions in proper context as it related to my relationship with Christ. And so when Christ came into my life, then he put the material things in proper perspective. They were second, third, fourth uh, down the list, but Christ held that number one spot um, that made all the difference. You know, I, I constantly say this all the time. When first things are first, second things take care of themselves. And when Christ was put first in his right place, everything else made sense. And so God blessed me with all the material things just to be a conduit of blessing for others.
0: Amen to that. Hey, Steve, can we talk in this first segment and what we have left kind of where you grew up um, and how you ended up going to West Virginia?
2: I'm a Floridian. I grew up in Miami, Florida. Now, and and because I'm a preacher, and this is a radio uh, a show, I'm obligated to truth. Uh, growing up in Miami, in Florida, football was king, like here in Texas where I live now. And uh, we were always taught, even from peewee football all the way through high school, that football didn't exist outside the state of Florida. <laughs> and if you went to the University of Miami, that's when they were the U. Yeah. When you went to the University of Miami, you went to Florida, Florida State, uh, you would win a national championship. So we were taught that from Pee Wee football all the way up. Um, it just so happened that I was going to the University of Miami because it was probably 35 minutes away from where I grew up. It just so happened that Jimmy Johnson told my mom untruth, And so the recruiter, from West Virginia came down because two of my two teammates uh, were already there. And, and so I gave him the courtesy because of them. I talked to him and so forth. And uh, he came. I remember this said Doc Holliday. He's the head coach at Marshall University. And I remember he came into the locker room and I said, hey, Doc, man, I'm going to the University of Miami. So I, I came to the point was, hey, I'm tired of this recruiting process. I'm tired of him wasting my time And so I'm going to just tell him the truth. I'm going to the university of Miami. And when I told him that man, he turned blush red. (laughs) I mean, he started sweating and whatever. So I'm not sure what he told the head coach, but as he was walking out of the locker room, he stopped and he turned back around and he says, let's make sure Jimmy Johnson is going to honor his commitment about your athletic scholarship. So at that time, I hadn't taken the SAT. and But Coach Johnson came to my house. He said, Mrs. Grant, uh, I don't care if your son passed the SAT or not, ACT, we're going to give him a scholarship. And so they called uh, out to the University of Miami, and then the story changed. Oh. And at that point, I said, listen, if he lied to my mom, what is he going to do with me for four years? And so... I just got tired of the recruiting process. I said, you know what, Doc? I'm coming to West Virginia University. Our talent will get me to the NFL regardless of where I play at. So that was my mindset. That's how I left the beautiful state of Florida and went to West Virginia University, <laughs> where in the wintertime it would get 5, 10 degrees. But hey. I had a great athletic career there.
0: Hey, Steve, you're talking to a Wisconsin boy. Five ten degrees in the winter time, man. We're taking our shirts off up here. Come on, we're a tough breed in Wisconsin. <laughs> five ten degrees. No, I'm kidding. It, it, we haven't gotten hit much, but it's going to get cold. And and uh, but you know us, uh, we'll go out and watch the Packers play in sub zero weather. Just you know, you put on one more layer of clothes and get out there and watch them play. So I, I can tell you this: that from Florida to West Virginia had to be from, especially Miami, Florida had to be an eye-opener for you. And and I had on uh, a guy named Doug Scott, who was uh, a guy that uh, worked for for uh, for Bobby Bowden. They are really good friends over at Florida State, and we had him on Faith in the Zone. He told a story about um, when Leroy Butler was either a junior or senior at Florida State, and he brought in, uh, they were going into a prison to, to talk to these guys, and he brought uh, somebody from Florida, Florida State, and from Miami, and he said, Hey, you know, the Florida State, Leroy got a nice little cheer, and the kid from Florida got a nice little cheer. But boy, oh boy, those boys in the prison, they were all Miami fans back then. He said, those are the tough boys in the prison that all said, kept saying, you, you. And he said, Matt, it was really funny. He said, but, you know, that 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 era – of Miami football, it kind of changed a, a lot of stuff, I think. And you you would – that would be the Saturday night game if Florida played at Miami or Miami played at Florida State. You know, everybody sat and watched those games, and, and it was incredible. And the fact that, you know, you, you uh, decided, hey, look, if he's going to lie to my mom, he, he's going to lie to me all day long and head out to West Virginia. That was a good decision for you, right?
2: Oh, no, listen, it was – Uh, one of the best decisions that I've made in my life. Because if I would have stayed in the state of Florida, especially in Miami, I don't know if I would have graduated. I probably would have ended up in jail because of my mindset. I wasn't a believer then. And it was always so much going on in Miami. Uh, The access to trouble and bad things were were, um, at your beckon, uh, command and demand. It, it was just trouble all, uh, all around me every day, and so I thank God that I was able to go to West Virginia because I, listen, I learned to appreciate the different seasons. I was able to graduate, and naturally, I met my wife there. Uh, We've been uh, uh, married almost on you know, thirty years. And so, uh, again, that transition from the state of Florida, to West Virginia, has been a tremendous uh, a blessing for me. Uh, little did I know that God had a purpose and a plan waiting for me uh, there in Oregon town, West Virginia. And uh, 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 when I look back over my life, I praise God that season of my life because it allowed me to find out who I was. It allowed me to understand the purpose and the plan that God has established in my life, and and even during that time, I can honestly say I valued how important the influence a platform became, and because uh, um, I understood at that that moment that even though I was a Division One athlete, it came with a platform of influence. Now the question was, Steve. How are you going to use that platform to bring glory to God? And there's a, um, there's a quote that I always hold dear to. It says, talent will take you many places, but character will keep you there. And, and I understood that if I walked in character, that I will have a platform of influence. Um, there in Morgantown, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, and in Dallas.
0: He is Steve Grant. We're going to get to a break. And if you did not hear Pastor Duran uh, Gray talk about him, you know, he said, look, he he was a rookie. Um, Duran Gray was a rookie with the Colts. And guy walked out of the shower with the towel on and walked. He had a Bible. He walked up. The guy I said, do you know, Jesus, do you know, Jesus? And he goes, I looked at some of the veterans. I go, what, Who's that? What is this? And he said, they were like, that's a naked preacher. Never mind him. Just let him go. The next day, he came up to Pastor Duran Gray, who was not a pastor then, said, do you know Jesus? And he said, well, I know of him. And that started this friendship. As soon as he said, I know of him, I don't know him. You know him? Yeah, I know him. Let me tell you about him. And we're going to continue this conversation. We'll get Steve Grant's testimony on the other side of the break again Indianapolis Colts, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, played for uh, West Virginia Mountaineers, and uh, he was a heck of a football player, a linebacker who did not mind hitting you a little bit. I mean, he couldn't take me down. I mean, I'd just kind of juke him and go around it, but now nah, you know I'm just kidding about all of that. I never want Steve Grant up here in Wisconsin saying, let's get to the park, see if you can get around me because that's not going to happen. He, uh, he's doing some great work right now with Sports World. Go to sportsworld.org, and we'll get into that on what they're doing. And, and I can tell you enough research that I did today. They are sending professional athletes to share personal life experiences with students, helping them recognize the consequences of their ch- choices while challenging them with a message of hope. And we're going to get into that in the third segment. And as we're doing that, sportsworld.org is where you need to go. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on
0: 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying so this week, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Get back in studio as soon as we can allow him back in. Our special guest for the entire show today, man, he's a good one. He is Steve Grant, former NFL linebacker with the Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He also uh, played at West Virginia University, grew up in Miami, Miami, Florida, and uh, ended up at West Virginia University. And, And if you listen to the first segment, maybe the best decision he ever made. Hey, Steve, second segment of Faith in the Zone, we really like to get somebody's testimony. So if we could ask you to share your testimony with us, that would be great.
2: Yes. Well, listen, I always start my testimony by sharing with my grandmother, uh, Ruby Grant. She was one of the most godliest women that I've met and I even know today. Uh, she was authentic Christianity. Now, she came out of the, uh, the old tent revival, the holiness, but she was holiness with common sense. She wasn't a radical, but she just believed strictly what the Bible said. And so she took me to church every Sunday, and it didn't matter. She came up in that, uh, I called it that raggedy van, and she would blow that horn. And she would keep blowing it until I came downstairs. And so we did that for years. And I remember one day they had what they call an all-day revival. It started in the morning, and it went all throughout the night. And so I didn't get a chance to play with my uh, best friend. So I was angry. I was mad. So I came home, and I told my mom, I said, I'm not going back to church anymore. And I said, if you're not going, I'm not going. And so you know, she didn't make me go back to church. So, but I still had that God conscience in my life. Yet, I wasn't a believer. And so, I, I get the scholarship to go to West Virginia University. I'm there for three years. Um, I'm getting in a whole bunch of trouble. I remember uh, Coach Don Millen. He threw me off the ball team, and uh, I was struggling in my academics my freshman year. And so things were just out of order. Things just wasn't going or anticipated like I thought they were supposed to end up. And I remember we had a team chaplain, and his name was David keezy He was a little short white guy. He was probably five three. He came up to my chest. Um, the closest analogy that I can give you, he looked like the mascot of Notre Dame. I mean, literally he had red hair. He had a red beard. Uh, but the one thing about Dave that I, I remember, he passed away. But the one thing about Dave, he was short in stature, man, but he was packing a lot of power and he would constantly invite me up to Bible study. And so when I saw Dave, I went in the opposite direction. And uh, he kept pestering me. It seemed like wherever I went on campus, somehow he ended up there. And so um, I remember one day I got to the point of saying, you know what, man, I'm tired of this. You know, I'm going to just go to Bible study. And so he can leave me alone. At least I can tell him I went. Don't bother me no more. But I I ended up going to Bible study. And um, it was in that Bible study, man, that uh, God brought all the things back to my young kid when i was going to church when my grandmother was taking me to church and god just began to deal with my heart and uh and so weeks went by a month went by and i'm just feeling the presence of god in my life yet i i had not accepted christ and uh, i remember it was one saturday And uh, I said, I'm going to do everything within my mind. I was going to see this person. I was going out to the clubs. And everything that I woke up that morning and said I was going to do, I did. But early Sunday morning, I was laying in bed. And I had a roommate. His name was Marcus. He lived in Philadelphia, PA. And uh, so he had went home that Friday. So I'm laying in bed. And I hear... An audible voice speak to me, and all that voice said it's time. That's all the voice said. I jumped up out of the bed. I'm yelling Marcus, Marcus, but I knew he hadn't went home. And I'm 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 walking around my apartment, but I knew what the voice meant. And all that voice said, it is time. And and it was after that moment that I said, what God, I know you're calling me. And so when my roommate came home, he was a believer, uh, I went home with him that following weekend the, to Philadelphia, PA, and we went to church. And I remember this, the preacher had a salvation message, and I walked down, I had a earrings in my ear, I took them out of my ear, and I walked down to the altar, and that's when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Now, you got to understand something. That was a radical change for Steve Grant. And I remember when I came from Philly, we had practice that Monday. I was so excited. I was zealous. Um, My roommate, uh, my other roommate, my previous roommate, his name was Lorenzo. He was also from Miami, and his locker was next to mine. And I was so excited, man, and I looked at him to Lorenzo, man. I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And brother, he looked at me and he said, what? He said, I give your blankety blank six weeks and you'll be right back with us. Because he knew who I was. Yeah. Now that same guy a year later, I took him to church with me, and he was crying on the altar for the Lord Amen. a year later. <laughs> and so and so it was because of David Kesey and his willingness uh, to love me, to confront me with the truth of the gospel, that planted a seed that allowed me to make that long journey to that altar to give my life to Jesus Christ. Now, now real quickly, real quickly, um, I called my grandmother. And I'm I'm crying on the phone. I said, Grandma, 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 I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And this is what she told me. She says, Baby, Grandma, I've been praying for you since the day you were born. Amen. And, man, we just had a, a, a hallelujah praise time on that phone. And our relationship took off like never before.
0: Hey, Steve, I, I bet that when you hung up the phone, that Ruby just grabbed her Bible or went to her knees or just closed her eyes and said, Lord, thank you. You know, this is what I've been asking. There, there is, uh, you know, whenever I, I, I talk to, to men and including myself, Steve, there's a godly woman somewhere in that, yeah. that testimony. And for me, it was my wife. It was my wife, Terry. I, you know, I walked into East side Baptist church in the East side of Milwaukee and, and I was doing some things I shouldn't be doing. and, and, I went up and I didn't know the pastor all that well. I went there on Easter, went there on Christmas, and, and I said, I Need some help. And he said, Close the door. He said, I knew you'd come. I said, Excuse me? He said, I knew you'd come. I didn't know when, but your wife's been praying for you for years. Sit down. Let's have this conversation. I knew you'd be here. And I, you know what? I thank her a lot now with that. But I certainly, Ruby had to just smile when she hung up the phone with you. Oh,
2: man. This is, um, she passed away several years ago, and uh, she was in hospice. And um, I was here in Dallas, and they called me. And they said, hey, Steve, you need to come home. We don't know how much longer Grandma has. And they said she may not recognize you when you come. Just be prepared for that. And so I flew down. I didn't want to. I, I I struggled with that. And um, uh, I walked into the house, and she looked at me. She says, hey, baby. <laughs> and uh, we just started having a conversation. And so we talked for like two days. But during those two days, she says, she says, baby, she says, I saw the angels coming to get me. Oh. She says, I've done my work and I'm ready to go home. And her last words to me was, Grandma, I love you and God bless you forever. Those were her last words to me, and I flew back to Dallas, and she died, and I flew back, and uh, but I never forgot those words. Now, um, I didn't share not one tear, not one tear, because her whole life, she told me about heaven, and she was so ready to go home and to be with the Lord, and so, and so I didn't share one tear. All my tears were tears of, of joy because she finally made it to be in the presence of our living God. And so those were her last words to me.
0: Well then I then I should wipe the tears away from my eyes because that story, Steve Grant, that story is uh man, I'll I'll tell that story forever. I, I, I thank God for Ruby and I and I hope, you know, she is just constantly looking down upon you and saying how proud she is and certainly Dave Kesey from You know, you said he looked like the the leprechaun from Notre (laughs) Dame, which made me laugh. But, boy, oh, boy, the fact that that a man with that size stature of about 5'3 or 5'4 had enough guts to continually go up to a tough linebacker like you from Miami saying, come on, where are you going? Come on with me. Come on, let's go. And that he had enough courage to keep at you and keep talking to you. I got – man – so the Lord has blessed him, and he's in a great place right now, for sure.
2: No, no, listen, and you got to understand. Now, uh, my mindset coming out of Miami, Florida, I was a, a, a blue chip athlete. I mean, I was good, and I knew I was good. I mean, I ran a four five forty. I was one of the best linebackers in Miami, so I was arrogant. I knew I was getting to the NFL because of, of how I was coached, the program I came from. So David Kesey dealt with that. You know, he dealt with that, but he, he, looked, he, he looked beyond that, and he saw a kid that was lost, that needed to hear the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I praise God um, uh, for his tenacity and yes. his obedience to do what he was called to do, uh, because he planted a seed in me, that has watched this, that has not only benefited my life, but uh, for for, my, for the third and fourth generation of my seed, not only for my three boys, but but for my grandchildren, that they would be introduced to the truth of the gospel of Jesus
0: Christ. He is Steve Grant. Oh boy, former NFL linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He works now for Sports World, and we're going to talk about Sports World on the other side of the break. They're doing really good work, and I'm going to ask you to, to Google sportsworld.org. Go to that website and take a look at some of the things that that they are doing, and and we're going to ask you if you're feeling led to help these guys out with this. It's It's been going on for a long time. This mission that they have and that was started um, by Dr. Uh, Ira Lee Elshman, he is uh, – Man, he's the guy who started this thing in 1978, and it's been going on, and it's been going strong, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about Sports World and what they're doing and the outreach programs that they're doing that Steve Grant and a number of of ex-professional athletes are involved in going out and and really challenging kids at the high school age level. And if you listen to my stuff, you know that – Man, that's been my arena. I coached high school basketball for 36 years, and I've been around kids that age for a really long time. The slogan, the tagline for Sports World is you're not born a winner, you're not born a loser, you're born a chooser. And then they go from there. And they they definitely focus on these kids, and they talk to them a little bit about some of the decisions that they're making. And uh, they certainly are helping a number of kids make positive choices In their life, we'll continue our conversation again with Steve Grant, former Indianapolis Colt, Tampa Bay Buccaneer. You know, played at West Virginia, Miami boy, man that could run and hit. And uh, I thank God too that he ended up at West Virginia. And I definitely thank God for people like Ruby Grant, his grandmother, who you know what she she led him. She led him, and she had to be so happy with that phone call when he called and said, I have accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone,
1: an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan.
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan. I am Mike Beginner again, flying solo this week. Boy, I'll tell you, what a great guest, Steve Grant. And I do want to thank Pastor Darun Gray again for the introduction. Uh, Steve is former NFL linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's now working for Sports World. And at the end of the last segment, I, I asked, uh, Google sportsworld.org, sportsworld.org, and take a look at, you know, the, the history of the company, the history of the people that have gone through, and then them making a difference and where they're making a difference. You know, it is throughout the country in a number of different areas. And closest to us, uh, down in Illinois, the Chicago Public Schools, it's a Rise Up Chicago campaign, and they just have a number of uh, a number of ex-professional athletes from all different walks that that you can kind of read up on. You'll see the bio on on. Uh, our guest Steve Grant and a number of other people that have really um, done great work with this company. And, and uh, if we can, Steve, how did you get involved with sports world? How how did that happen?
2: Man, great question. Now uh, when I retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I was living in Tampa and I was a big uh, fan and supporter of FCA fellowship of Christian athletes. And uh, ironically, uh, when I went, uh, the the podium speaker was Tony Dungy. Oh
0: man! <laughs> and
2: so and so I was I was touched. I was influenced, man. I was intrigued, man, for the whole uh, entire week. So when I retire, I want to stay involved. And when um, um, someone told me, they said, "Hey, listen, man. Uh, there's another sports uh, ministry." that if you want to be active, you know, call this number. And so I called Sports World. I'd never heard of them before. They were based in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'd never heard of them. So I called the number. I leave a voicemail. But the guy who I left the voicemail for um, had went to another ministry. And so there was a guy there at the office. He was cleaning out his old voicemail, and he called me back. And he says, hey, I just heard your uh, uh, voice message. He says, listen, we are uh, expanding our ministry, so we're looking for more speakers. Would you be interested? I said, sure. And so the president, Sam Sample, um, uh, flew down to Tampa. We met at the Red Lobster near the Airport. We talked for about two hours. And he says, hey, we want you to join our ministry. We think you'll be a great addition. And so, twenty years later, wow. uh, that's how I came to Sports World Ministry. And I, I, I tell you what, it's been, it's been a a, a tremendous honor and vehicle uh, that God has used um, to win countless souls for the Kingdom of God. Man, I, I tell you the number of stories and ministry opportunities over these twenty years, it has been impactful and it has been life changing.
0: Amen to that. And the simple mission, and this is right off their website, the, the mission of Sports World is simple, to address problems facing our nation's youth by sending professional athletes to share personal life experiences with students, helping them recognize the consequences of their choices while challenging them with a message of hope. And, Steve, I don't know. Uh, look, I'm, I'm an old grandfather of four, but I don't know of a, a time when we, as a society, needs needs people like you and people like Sports World to do this work, that more now than ever, I believe.
2: Oh, for sure. Listen, um, Doc Eschman had a vision, and he, under, he understood the, the power of influence of the athlete, and um, um, uh, I understand this even as a father today. You know, um, I have three boys, and so when I tell them something, I'm dad. They hear me, but they don't hear me, but they hear me, but they don't hear me. Right. <laughs> now, someone else can tell them the exact same thing that I said, but for whatever reason, they tend to hear it. And that's the platform in which we come in sometimes with Sports World. We can be a complete stranger, but we're athlete, and for whatever reason, um, young people tend to listen Uh, uh, to our story. So 20 years later, uh, traveling all across the world, um, um, uh, speaking through Sports World Ministries, listen, uh, uh, I I went back and uh, I said, man, I know I've been in Wisconsin. And so I I went back and I looked at some of the areas that I spoke in, and correct me if I pronounced the names wrong, uh, I spoke in Denmark, Wisconsin. In, in where? Um, you know
0: what? You broke up for a second. Uh, where Oh,
2: okay. I spoke at Denmark, Wisconsin. Okay, sure. Yep. Uh, I spoke at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. Yep. Uh, I spoke at uh, Freedom, Wisconsin. Um, uh, is it Brilliant, Wisconsin? Brilliant. Uh, B r i l l i o n. Uh,
0: brilliant. And, yep. Uh, brilliant. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. So so I've been through uh, a, a few places through Wisconsin through sports world.
0: Yep. You were uh, you were kind of north north of uh, of Milwaukee and a little bit maybe a little bit west of, out in Freedom and and Brilliant and you know the fr- mm-hmm. Freedom the Mighty Irish. Uh, this is the nickname of that high school. I just, You know, I I don't know half my nieces and nephews' names, but I know ridiculous information like that. I've never <laughs> been to Freedom, but I know they're the, the Irish. I, I, you know, with, with your chance to be able to do this, and we have to, you know, talk about a little bit with Doc Eshman. He started the chapel program in the NFL and AFL, and he—, and he you know, he witnessed the power of the platform professional athletes have. And, and when you heard Tony Dungy speak at the FCA um, banquet that you were at or meeting you were at, he he came on Faith in the Zone a while back, and he gave us an hour, and he talked about that platform. And he that was really the books he has written is all about that platform. And, and boy, I'll tell you, what a great night for you to end up going to an FCA meeting for sure. And he just believes that because the Lord, it doesn't matter what platform the Lord has given you, whether you're an NFL player, an ex-NFL player, a guy that works at the, the gas station down the corner, whatever that platform is, utilize it to the best of your ability. And that was always Tony Dungy's kind of thing that when he talked about and he's written about and you certainly have done that.
2: Oh, man, listen, listen. You know, Jeremiah says, it's "For it's I know the plans that I have for you. And uh, even though we don't know all the plans for our lives, God knows the plans that he has for our lives. And, uh, you know, I say this all the time, that our lives are not uh, a sequence of random events. They have a purpose because the heartbeat of God is in them. And, and, and so every step of the way, uh, when I left Miami, Florida, I went to West Virginia, I went to Indianapolis when I lived in Tampa, not in Dallas, every step that I've taken has always been an opportunity to bring glory to Jesus Christ. And, and, and it's that platform, it is that influence that God holds us accountable for. Charles Barkley said this many years ago. He says, I'm not a role model. Um, I was young when he said it, but I disagreed when he said it, you know, because it, 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 it comes with being an athlete, whether you're a coach, whether you're a mentor, whether you're a teacher, it really doesn't matter. It comes with that responsibility because others are always looking at the light that you should reflect inwardly to manifest outwardly. And so my my heart's desire, my one desire, is that I will always point, G, uh, point people to Jesus.
0: Amen to that. Again, uh, do yourself a favor and put a couple of minutes aside because you're not going to pop on sportsworld.org and pop right off it. Watch the Tony Dungy. It's a one-minute Uh, video of him watch a couple of this and and take a look at some of the speakers that they have and some of the great work that they're trying to accomplish and you know steve grant never said hey can we uh uh, can we raise money i I went on the website and, and thought what the heck if somebody's being led to help out this mission there is a place for you to donate if you're not feeling led no worries man they're doing great but take a look at this and it's been going on for a really long time since 1978 is, is when Doc started this. And, again, you're not born a winner. You're not born a loser. You're born a chooser. And they're encouraging positive choices to kids that really need to hear this message. These kids, if you remember what you were like in high school, I certainly did. I certainly do. Okay. I, don't, I don't even remember if I knew where my socks were. But I knew I only thought about myself. And I knew I only wanted to know what, what fun I could find. For that night, I didn't worry about other people, and I needed to hear guys like this, like Steve Grant. We're going to continue on the other side of the break. We're going to uh, just have a short four segment, but I'm going to ask Steve Grant all these uniforms he has played in, you know, from Little League football, Pop Warner, to high school, to middle school, to the uh, the Mountaineers from West Virginia, to the Colts. If he could put one more uniform, if he could put a uniform on one more time. And I could take it out of that closet. Which one would he take and who would he play against? He is Steve Grant. And, man, what a guest he has been. Former NFL linebacker for the Colts and the Buccaneers. And, again, sportsworld.org if you want to know more about this organization. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: Back to Faith in the
0: Zone, a
1: journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250
0: AM, The Fan. Oh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. My goodness, I, I hope that uh, my listeners, I hope you guys are as encouraged as I am after this hour with Steve Grant. We've got a really short segment Again, uh, go to sportsworld.org to find out more about some of the stuff that this group that Steve works for. He has been for the last 20 years, some of the great things that they're doing. And if you're feeling led to help them out, uh, go ahead, hit donate and donate five or ten bucks or a hundred if you can. But I'm telling you that this group is really doing a lot of good work throughout the country. Hey, Steve, the last segment, we like to have a little bit of fun, and, and I don't know if you're a multi-sport athlete or not, but all the uniforms you've, you've put on since you were a child, you know, to, to when you retired from the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if I put them all in a closet and said, pick, I can pick one out, and put you can put it back on and play a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon game, um, what uniform would you pick and why?
2: <laughs> but that's a great question. Now, listen... Um, I was actually a a better basketball player than football player, and I actually had scholarships to play basketball. So out of the basketball uniform, uh, football, I actually played baseball there in Florida. Um, I've never kept any of my jerseys. I've always given them away. But there's one thing in my closet that if I had to put on to be seen in it today, it is my pastor's robe. <laughs> Amen. There it is. <laughs> I, I know I know that sounds like a spiritual answer, but every jersey that I've ever owned, I've given it away, but I still have my pastor's robe uh, in my closet. And so if I had to put on something to be seen today, it would be my pastor's robe.
0: There it is. I, You know, I asked uh, Pastor Randall Cunningham, I said, hey, Pastor, who's the best receiver you ever threw to? He goes, come on, don't make me do that. I said, who's the best receiver? And he said, God, because he catches every pass I throw for the most part. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm gonna let you off with that one. So that's awesome. You were a better basketball player. What, what were you? What position did you play?
2: Well, you know, it, it was uh, I, I played like a small four. Okay, and so I was a twenty ten guy, averaged twenty points, ten rebounds a game, and uh, I was just better. And uh, my high school football coach pulled me to the side. He says, "You know, I don't see many six-two, six-three, uh, small four in the NBA." And he says, "And I don't see a lot of six-two, six-three linebackers." He says, "You got a better chance." Of uh, making a lot of money playing football, so yeah. that's why I stopped playing basketball, yeah. and uh, uh, I kept playing football. And if but I, was, I was better at basketball, hey, if
0: I was your high school basketball coach, I'd find that that football coach and say, "Hey, quit talking <laughs> to my boys." You know what? I'll get him. I'll, fa- I'll get him to face the basket, take somebody off the dribble. You, hey, you, you leave my boys alone. I do not want to hear that. How good of a basketball program was the high school
2: you were at? No, we we had an average. Um, I mean, we had an average basketball team. We won uh, won district a few times, went to regionals, but uh, the football program that I came out of, it was one of the best in the state and still is at Miami Sophomore Senior High School. Man, listen, I played with several guys in the NFL from my high school football team. That's how good we was. Wow. And I probably only lost four. Maybe four or five games in my entire high school career.
0: Unbelievable! And,
2: uh, yeah, Jerry Hughes. Uh, we had a great football uh, program there. It, they ran it like a college.
0: Hey, I tell you this, Steve. I, I my daughter wanted to visit Pensacola Christian College when she was a senior yes. high school. Been there, yeah, yeah. And I went over there, and and on Friday night there was an optional parent meeting and and kind of a meal instead I took that rent a car and I went to a high school football game. There was a school in Pensacola playing a school from Alabama and neither team had a winning record and some of the best high school football I've seen. I mean, I go to games up here, I'm the salary reporter for the Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week. And I went and first of all, they had a flyover and they had the big marching band and And I grabbed a program. I spent the three bucks and I looked, and every other page said, Hey, if you're a sinner, come to this church. Hey, come to this church. And I said, Are these private schools? And the guys next to me said, No, these are public schools. I said, You can put these ads in here in public school here in Florida. The guy said, you're in the Bible Belt, boy. Come on now. That's yes, right. you can. Right. And I said, man, That's I don't right. think you could do that up there in Wisconsin. So it was amazing to me. I think some of the offensive linemen we have up in this area could have competed down there, man. But the speed on the field was
2: incredible. Yes. yes. Listen, the, the mantra, the motto uh, when I was playing football in Florida, Speed, speed, speed! They can't hit what they can't catch, <laughs> and that—that uh, that was it as a linebacker, man. And um, uh, it didn't matter what size the linebacker, uh, the offensive lineman were. As a linebacker, I thought I could not be blocked by an offensive lineman. It—it just—I—I I, I didn't believe it. And if it happened, it—it was—it it, it was, it was uh, a, a random fluke. You know, there, and, and but that was my mindset. The offensive lineman could not block me. There he is. They just couldn't do it. Yeah.
0: And you know what? The next time we have him on, we're going to talk about him being called the naked preacher. I can tell you that. He is Steve Grant. Derwin Gray, Pastor Derwin Gray, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. And you're right. What a great man Steve Grant is. Keep up the good work. Happy New Year. I promise to reach out to you, you know, in a couple of months and see if we can't do Steve Grant Number two, you know, do the second show with him. Again, sportsworld.org. Steve, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time, brother.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Hey, I'm going to hold you to that as well. You know, a few months down the road, make sure you give me a phone call and then we'll we'll follow up with the next part.
0: You got it. We will do that again. uh, Go to sportsworld.org for more information on this company that Steve's been with for a long time. Thanks so much for listening. Happy New Year, everybody. Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan.
1: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 AM and 8 PM. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?